Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode three of the Dave Cast. I want to start off every episode by saying thank you to everyone who listened. Thank you for the feedback. Thank you for the praises. I do appreciate it. And I'm getting more listeners than I thought I would. So I'm like, now I'm nervous and I want to put out better content for you guys. And I need to just chill out and just do what I do and not worry about it. My house is full of distractions with the damn animals. And you know me, I get distracted. I am, hey, something shiny kind of guy. And I need my own fucking studio is what I need. But until then, this is what you get. I'm going to try to do my best for you guys. I'm going to try to not say um and so, so much, so much. So, it is Tuesday, April 17th. It is right around noon, and this is episode three. So, we're going to talk about, what am I going to talk about? (laughs) We're going to talk about some fight talk. Um, Not as much as I want to. So, I got a whole bunch of fights broken down in my notes and stuff, and I'm sitting here thinking about it. I don't think a lot of my listeners right now care that much about MMA or the UFC. Some of them do, I'm sure. So we're not going to get too deep into it. The fight card this weekend is really good. It didn't, on paper, it doesn't look good. It, may, it looks good on paper, actually. But what I'm saying is, is a lot of the fighters are up-and-comers again. It's another fight night card. Uh, their names really aren't out there yet. Uh, the UFC has been terrible on promote, promoting new fighters or even fucking promoting any of their fighters. You know what I mean? Like, Conor McGregor's being a jerk-off. Ronda's gone. There's all this fucking who is the champ at lightweight kind of crap going on, and it's just they need to get underneath, like, Stipe, they're heavyweight, man. This guy is, like, red, white, and blue. His name is, and he's, you know what I mean? But he's red, white, and blue. He lives in Cleveland, Ohio, and he's a firefighter. And he's a UFC heavyweight champ. Like, build that guy up. You know what I mean? Sell that guy. But, hey, what do I know? What do I know? So we're going to talk a little bit of fight talk. I'm not going to talk about all of it. I could sit. I think I have like an hour's worth. I'm serious. Like, we're not going to talk about it that much, though. Just a little bit. So what did I do this weekend? We watched the fights that I predicted on my last podcast. Yes, I was wrong with both of them. But I don't care. If you think you can predict fights better than me, Send me a message of your predictions, and we can compare and talk about it, and you'll see that it's not easy. Maybe you're really good at it. I don't know, but it is really not easy. Anything can happen in a fight. I know that. I've done it. And, yeah, fight predictions is not easy. And then it's hard to feel like you're not talking shit about a fighter when you're comparing him to another fighter, when you're like, well, this guy's way better than this guy. Well, they could all kick my ass, just so everyone knows. All these fighters kick my ass. Even in my best day, all these guys kick my ass. So, not hating on any fighter. I talk about a fighter like he's standing behind me. So, what else is going on? Me and Robin have been going to this place called Hudson. I need to get this out right away. I've been meaning to talk about it on the last podcast, and I just totally spaced it. And so, Hudson is this wellness center in here in Grand Forks. And they have this hot yoga, the hot works yoga stuff, or hot works saunas. So, there's three saunas. One, you can go in, you can do a rowing, like they have rowing machines in a sauna. They have cycles, like a spin class in a sauna. Then they have one in a sauna. What am I going to say like that? That's hilarious. Okay. But they are. All this stuff is in a sauna, so it's 125 degrees, and you're doing a a spin class in there. I haven't done it yet because my neck and sitting straight up and down don't get along in cycling. And maybe after my neck is fixed, it's something I'll get into. I bet that is amazing because we do yoga in there. 
and just yoga and Pilates or just laying in there and stretching. Like I'm soaked in sweat by the time I leave. We, we do about 30 minutes every time. And I love it. The heat shock proteins, the heat on my neck. Love it. So Hudson, they also have uh, a bunch of other stuff. They have these massage chairs that are amazing. They have like a water massage thing. I've been doing red light therapy. I've done a little research on it. And I really don't care what the research says, honestly. Like, I'm the kind of guy where I'm, I'll try it. If I don't feel results or see results, I usually don't stick with it. So not saying I didn't give it more than one try. I gave it a whole bunch of tries, and I'm still getting I'm, – I like it. I, like, I made it sound negative there for a second. No, I like red light therapy. I'm going to explain why. But I was saying there's just all this technology and, like, it – photobiomodulation in your ATP and it defects your, your, the cells creating energy. The energy your cells create is supposed to help speed that up. So after I do red light therapy, you lay in there, it's like a tanning bed. You don't get tan. You don't get any sort of sunlight type deal. You just get this red light and it penetrates your skin and blah, blah, blah. Like I said, I don't care about the technicalities of it. When I'm done, I have so much energy when I get home. Like, and that's the only thing I can pinpoint it to because prior to that, like by the evening time, I'm so exhausted and I'm so worn out with dealing with all my pain. And I don't want to talk about my neck a whole bunch. It's, it's a bummer to me and it's negative. And I meet with my surgeon on Thursday and hopefully we can figure out what the fuck they're going to do for it. But I don't want to talk about it right now. I want to keep talking about Hudson and red light. Like I said, I get home and I feel like I have so much energy um, after I do red light. Uh, the yoga is awesome. The massage chairs are awesome. They have tanning, they have these other cocoon things. So your whole body is inside this cocoon and it gets like 120 some degrees in there as well. And they put off some aroma stuff and blah, 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 all that good stuff. But it's awesome. We like it. The girls that work there are all awesome. They're all sweethearts. I like it. Uh, it's relaxing. It's, it's good for me right now. You know what I mean? I can't get in the gym and be a fucking MMA fighter like I used to be. And like my life has just went from a thousand miles an hour to zero. And this is, it's really good for me mentally and physically. So Hudson, thank you guys for being there. Um, oh, what else was I going to talk about? So <laughs> with the red light therapy, supposedly it's like good for wrinkles reducing, uh, which with me, I don't really give a shit. Good luck. I'm so weathered and so stressed. It doesn't matter anymore. I'm growing old, so I'm not, I'm not even trying to fight it anymore. So, but hair growth, like that is one thing I'm a little self-conscious of. So I have a receding hairline. It started quite a while ago. So like in 2006 is when I remember because I was in Africa, I was deployed in Africa, and an army guy that I worked with there told me, we were talking about, oh, is the hairline receding? So is mine. And he's like, well, use dandruff shampoo. He's like, there's something in there that conditions your scalp to stop hair loss or slow it down. And ever since then, I've been using Head & Shoulders or Celsin Blue, and my hairline it's pretty much stopped where it's at. Had, I haven't been going any more bald than when I was like years ago. So I, I don't know if it was just, this is, hey, this is how much hair I was supposed to lose and I'm supposed to look like this, or if the dandruff shampoo's helping, but I'm not gonna risk it and stop and go bald, you know what I mean? So I'm gonna keep using the dandruff shampoo and hopefully. So if you guys are losing your hair out there, give dandruff shampoo a try, for real. It seems to be working with me, but I guess the red light's supposed to help with hair growth too. And I don't know if that's hair on your head or hair on your body, I don't need help with hair growth on my body. So with that being said, ah, ridiculous, right? So on Friday, I went to Forks Fighters. Forks Fighters is a local boxing gym. They've been around forever. It's ran by Eddie Obergon. 
it's a nonprofit. Um, they get donations and stuff. Um, it looks like your hole in the wall boxing gym, which I love. I love the atmosphere. Uh, Eddie Jr. Butch are great. Um, they have a lot of kids that go there to do boxing. A lot of kids, a lot of people that boxed in Grand Forks grew up going through Forks Fighters. You know what I mean? There wasn't too many boxing gyms in town, and there still isn't. Um, I know you can go to MAP, and she's starting some boxing and kickboxing uh, classes or whatever, so hit her up if you want to sign up for that. And and that stuff's fun because you don't have to be a fighter. You don't have to be, you know, an MMA fighter or a boxer to go do boxing. And, like, Robin loves to do it. Whenever we go to the gym, she's always wanting me to hold pads for her. And she's like, I'm never – she's never going to be a fighter. She's never going to be a boxer, but she loves the workout. She, like – you know what I mean? Like you sit and hit mitts for 15 minutes and it's a really good, it'll tighten your arms up. You know what I mean? It's a really good workout. Um, you can feel like you're learning something, accomplish something. You know what I mean? Uh, because you feel like you're learning to defend yourself possibly. You know what I mean? If, if that made sense at all. But uh, anyway, back to Forks Fighters. Like I said, a lot of kids grew up to here going through Forks Fighters, a lot of the boxers, you know. And it's, it's, it's awesome. I love the place. But Butch called me up. I guess Butch took a fight and against Ben Wicks, also from Grand Forks. Uh, I know he lived in Fargo and Ben trained somewhere in Fargo for a while. Uh, I've never trained with Ben Wicks before. Um, I've seen him fight a few times. He's like, his, uh, on Tapology, they have him at 3 and 16, which is not a good record, you know what I mean? So I don't know if he just takes fights for money or he's just fighting some tough guys. I don't know. I'm not going to talk shit right now. Uh, Butch, his record is like 18 and 16, so, I mean, he at least he's in the 500s. And I've trained with Butch a lot. Me and Butch go way back. We used to drive to Thief River and train at Stomp Factory with Reese and the Barbarina Brothers and get our fucking asses kicked. And I've been around Butch. I know what Butch, is, I know what Butch can do, and Butch is not – he is a tough motherfucker. Let's just say that. So that's an interesting fight. Uh, May 19th, No Mercy 8. It's in Monoma, Minnesota, the Shooting Star Casino. I have a whole bunch of fight talk planned, but I'm starting to think, like, maybe I don't want to talk about fighting as much, or maybe I need to have a separate podcast that is just me talking about fights and predictions and stuff. Like, Rogan's starting to do that now. Um, Brendan Shaw, Big Brown Breakdown, or Below the Belt now, they call it. He was part of Fighter and the Kid, and then they, like, they still have Fighter and the Kid episodes, but he has his own podcast where he can talk about just MMA. So you can listen to either or, or both, or whatever I do. Uh... So I'm not going to talk about fights as much. My predictions last week were wrong. If you think you can do better, send me your picks. Like, send me a message, and we can compare picks. We can talk about picks, whatever you want to do. But predicting fights is not easy. I don't want to sit here and feel like I'm talking shit about a fighter. When you're comparing fighters and one's better than the other, you guys just know, like, all these guys are better than me. Every one of these guys, even in my best day, these guys are kicking my ass. You know what I mean? So not talking shit. I am just comparing one to the next to try to help figure out which one I think is going to win, if that makes sense. So I was wrong last week. Uh, Condit got beat by Alex Oliveira. Alex grabbed a choke and did not let go of it, and that was super smart because Carlos Condit is a legend. He strives in danger, so, like, he's been, he got cut, and he was almost choked out. If he would have got out of that, like, he comes out of that kind of stuff fighting, and he don't stop fighting, and he'll take you into deep water. And, and then also holding on to a choke like that can wear your arms out. And if you put everything you got into it and you don't get it, now you're worn out, now your arms are tired, and so the other guy can capitalize on that. And Carlos Condit would. He's that kind of fighter. But Alex was smart, held on to that choke. Dude, Condit was in that thing forever, and it was like, I don't know. I thought they should have stopped it at one point. 
but I guess he was fine. So I don't know if he was talking to the ref under there or if he was giving him thumbs up. I know Dominic Cruz was sitting there saying, nope, he's good, he's good, he's going to get out. And I'm watching it like, wow, he's not good right now. But good on Alex Cowboy Oliveira for finishing the choke. Justin Poirier and Gaethje did not disappoint. Like I said, what did I say? Told you guys it was going to be a great fight. And what was it? A great fight. Like, I don't know why Justin was doing this rope-a-dope thing. So he was just absorbing all these punches from Dustin Poirier. And Dustin Poirier, not like crazy power punching, but the, I, the dude punches hard. Like, and he throws really good straight punches, and he throws a lot of volume. And you don't want to stand in front of that. And Justin Gaethje stood in front of it. Yeah, he beat up Dustin's legs with leg kicks. And Dustin is such a badass. He just kept moving forward. And he, he ate him. Like, he was showing it on his face. He was hopping around like he was hurting from the leg kicks. But he just kept throwing volumes and volumes. And then the fourth round, he finally caught him enough to, to drop him. And Justin Gaethje, man, you, he took so much punishment. And then there were some eye pokes that happened. And it was, it was a freaking grueling, awesome fight. So both those guys, nothing to hang their head about. They're both awesome fighters. Both will be back. I mean, Dustin's moving up. Justin Gaethje, I don't think it really knocked him down at all. I think we'll see him again. Uh, exciting, fun stuff. The weirdest thing about that whole fight was Justin Gaethje never turned to his wrestling. So I don't know. It was weird. Uh, you think, like, you know, once he felt like he was in trouble a little bit or he's just eating too much punishment. But maybe he's just a crazy-ass fighter. I don't know. And then this weekend we have USC Fight Night 128. Uh, like I said, I was only going to pick a couple fights off of it and do it, and then there are all five cards on the main, all five fights on the main card. If you, like, look into the people that are fighting, if you don't know who they are, I didn't know a couple of these guys. I'm not going to lie. You know what I mean? I didn't – Dan Hooker, I didn't know who he was. I knew who he was, but when I looked I looked him up, and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember him because I actually watched when he knocked out Ross Pearson with a flying knee or that big knee his last fight. You know what I mean? So it's pretty exciting. Uh, he's fighting a legend in Dan Miller. Like, that's going to be a great fight. I'm not even, let's not even talk about it. Not even get into it. But that's – then you have Brett John versus Aljamain Sterling. Brett John's 15-0. Both good wrestlers. Both good ground and pound. Um I think the not, I think with that one, whoever is the better stand-up fighter, and I think Aljamain Sterling's the better stand-up fighter. So if somebody can take the other one down and use, you know, who the better wrestler can win the fight. If not, I think it's standing. I think Aljamain Sterling wins. Uh, Tiago Santos versus David Branch. Are you serious? Like both of these dudes are powerhouses. Tiago Santos. If you have look him up, he's got like a highlight reel of knockouts and just beating dudes down. David Branch, same thing. Like, he's the better wrestler here. So if David Branch can maybe get him down and beat him up, but good luck, man. Tiago Santos is ridiculous, and I have him winning the first round. Uh, Frankie versus Cub Swanson, too. So Frankie Edgar, like seven weeks ago, just got knocked out by Brian Ortega. So should he be fighting again? No, and I think that, I don't know, maybe he's just mad and determined that he lost. The first time he ever got finished, and he's coming back with a vengeance, and he's going to fight Cub again. They fought each other back in 2014. Frankie and Cub are two amazing fighters, both legends in my eyes, and Frankie's game is just a little better. He's a little faster, and it's just a little tighter. Cub fights a little looser, and it's just not a good matchup for him against Frankie. And I think the big thing with this fight, it just depends on who shows up. You know what I mean? We've, we haven't seen a Frankie that got finished or beaten down. You know what I mean? And he's been beaten down, but he comes back and he finishes guys. Gray Maynard fights back in the day. All these crazy fights Frankie had, and he never got finished. And he's been hurt a lot in fights too. 
So it'll be interesting to see what mindset he comes in with. He might be coming in angry and just, you see, we're going to see a new Frankie and that, that blows my mind. I didn't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think Frankie could get any tighter or any better. That dude is just legitimately like an amazing fighter. Cub Swanson is awesome and exciting and fun to watch, but I have Frankie winning again. Um, this time I think it's going to go the distance. I don't think Frankie's going to finish him, but like I said, that crazy, some weird determined crazy Frankie shows up. That's even better than the old Frankie, like Cub Swanson's in trouble, but could Frankie's head be all messed up from getting finished his last fight? So that'll be interesting to see. Uh, and is he taking the fight too soon? You know what I mean? Has it been seven weeks? Is his, is his brain and his chin, and you know what I mean? Is his chin still there? So this will be interesting to see. So flipping through my notes. Okay, the main event, Kevin Lee versus Edson Barboza. How I feel about this fight, right? So Kevin Lee... Uh, both these guys are coming off losses to the two top guys in division, right? So Edson Barboza just lost to Habib. Um, and Edson Barboza actually got some respect in my eyes. Like, he he took a grinding and a beating from Habib and just he, he survived it, you know what I mean, and just took it. Uh, Kevin Lee got beat by um, uh, Ferguson his last fight. Uh, he had staph infection and all that shit going on on his side, and I don't know, antibiotics, and it's just – Said it, you know, not that I don't think he made excuses. The dude had staph infection, and he got in there somehow and still fought, and he got in there and fought Tony Ferguson for God's sake. So Tony beat him. Um, so then, now these two may match up or whatever, right? So like Kevin Lee, I think is the heavier is he has heavy strikes, but Edson Barboza has the best striking in the UFC for sure. I think uh, a lot of other people say it. I'll say it too. Edson Barboza's striking is amazing. Okay, uh, Kevin Lee has better wrestling. So to make a long story short, I could talk about this fight for a little bit, but if Kevin Lee wants to stand with Edson Barboza, he is stupid, and he's going to get his ass beat, right? Um, could he land a big punch and knock out Edson Barboza? Yeah, that can happen in any fight with anybody, but Edson is so fast, and stand-up is so good. Uh, not easy to take down. He, I think he stuffed a few of Khabib's takedowns, but not obviously not enough of them, or not very, you know, not as many as he should have, I guess. But uh, Kevin Lee needs to use his wrestling, get Edson on the ground, and just beat him up. And uh, whether it's a three-round fight of Kevin Lee doing that, but that's what Kevin Lee's got to do to win. So if Kevin Lee wants to stand with Edson Barboza, it's not going to be good for him. Uh, it is a five-round fight, so if, if the, I think the longer the fight goes, I think uh, the better it, it is for Edson Barboza. Because I, don't, I think if Habib didn't finish, if Habib can't finish you, then uh, Kevin Lee shouldn't finish you. But... Kevin Lee does is strong as shit and throws some pretty heavy hands, so it's got some good ground and pound. So that was my fight predictions. I ran through them really fast. I wanted to talk about them more, but I realized we don't need to get too too crazy about that. If I want to do my own MMA podcast, maybe that's something I need to do on the side. So <coughs> excuse me, seeing I cough on here, I didn't even pause it. Just whatever. Uh, so a little more fight talk. Now I'm looking at my notes and I'm actually going to go into Bellator 193, but I'm not actually going to talk about it at all. There were some good fights on the card. Michael Chandler was on the main event and he grinded out a win against a, a short notice guy. I don't even know who he fought. Um, not really worried about it, but my man, Logan Storley fought on this card. And if you guys don't know, I go way back with Logan. Uh, Logan Storley is from Webster, South Dakota, same as Brock Lesnar. And he was an amazing wrestler. I think from like seventh grade until the senior year, he won state 
six times, six times state champion maybe I could say, seventh grade to senior year, I thought. And I thought in all that he lost one match and he was kicking the shit out of some guy and he got caught in a headlock or something, right? So from seventh grade to his senior year, he lost one match, won state championships like six times, amazing wrestler, goes off to wrestle for the Gophers and is like a four-time All-American. Like this dude, is a, he's a black belt in wrestling for sure. Like me, like high school wrestling, I coach some wrestling, like I might be like purple belt wrestling, like this dude is off the wall. Like I compare him to like Ben Askren and all this other stuff. And people are worried they, that can be a boring style, like take a guy down and grind him out. And I guess that's what he did this weekend. Uh, he fought a dude, uh, Hakeem Buckley, and just used his wrestling and took him down or whatever. And I, I follow Logan on, on social media and I, I watch him a lot of his videos and he's working on his stand-up and stuff, and he's just using what he's using his strength right now to gain experience. You know what I mean? So, I, I, obviously, he's working on his striking, and it's gonna get better. And I think uh, I think he's gonna I think he's awesome. <laughs> so, but why I say we go way back is I fought Logan Storley, my first amateur fight, back in 2008 in Aberdeen, South Dakota. So here's the story. So go away, kitty. So I got a cat in my face right now, just rubbing on the microphone stand. Like the distractions in this house are out of control. So back in 2008, I knew I was going to go to Iraq and I wanted to take a fight before I went to Iraq. Uh, I didn't really tell too many people that I worked with in the Air Force. I was When I was in the Air Force, it was a pain in the ass to fight because at any time, Anytime I could have been, you know, shipped overseas or, you know what I mean? It just, I could have, it could affect the mission if I get hurt and I can't deploy and things like that. So that was, the Air Force was just, I had to jump through so many hoops every time I wanted to fight and I didn't get to fight as much as I wanted to. So, yeah, it, it didn't make it easy at all. And I didn't even tell him I was doing the fight. Um, I got with my buddy, Ryan Katsaya, big cat, Ryan Katsaya. He was a guy I, I wrestled with in high school, he moved to Aberdeen, South Dakota his senior year and won a state championship as a heavyweight, like a badass wrestler. He got into amateur fighting. Uh, I know he fought Zach Thumb, a, a guy I know down in Fargo that trains at ACA. They fought each other, and I think he broke Zach's nose. And I watched the video. It's a crazy fight. There's some big boys throwing, throwing some leather, you know what I mean? And, well... Ryan got me the fight. Well, him and his coach helped get me the fight. And they just say, just show up and weigh less than 155 pounds. So <clears throat> go to Aberdeen, South Dakota, my dad and stuff. And uh, Wanda, her stepmom was there. My brother was there. And we get there. And I go in and I, I step on a bathroom scale and I weigh 154. And they're like, okay, cool. And what's your, you know, they're like, what is, what is your background? And I'm like, pretty good wrestler. Toot my own horn, you know, pretty good wrestler. I've been doing a lot of grappling and jujitsu, you know, and I'm like, okay, okay, we'll find a guy. And they, so what they do is they go in by weight and by your experience and they try to like match everybody up the best they can. So I didn't, I still don't know who I'm fighting and it's fight day. And I go and sit in these bleachers and uh, we all sit in the bleachers, all the fighters, and they just start naming names. Like when we say your name, stand up. They say a guy's name, he stands up, and say another guy's name, he stands up. Those two are fighting each other. So, you could have been sitting right next to the guy you're fighting that night. And it's, it's, it's a trip. It really was. It was a cool experience. It's fucking weird. but So anyway, they say my name. I stand up. And they say, Logan Storley. 
And Logan stands up, and I look over, and the name the name sounds familiar. I knew who I knew who he was at the time. It just didn't register with me, I guess, because afterwards I went out and asked my dad. I was like, "Who's Logan Storley?" And he's like, "Oh, that's that awesome wrestler from Webster. He's like, he's, they're letting him fight and this and that. Like, he's surprised that he's fighting. And I was surprised that he's fighting. Well, anyway, well we stand up, we look at each other, and this is like a good-looking kid, like young, chiseled chin. You know what I mean? I think at this point I'm like 24, 25. I don't know how old I was, but I guess I could do the math, but I don't feel like doing the math. And, you know, and like, so I get outside, and so I'm like, all right, well, I'm fighting a wrestler, right? I'm okay on my back. I've been doing a lot of grappling, a lot of jujitsu. I'll be okay, right? And the funniest part about it was, is, okay, so they messed up my walkout theme song. I came out to Corn. Oh, what is that song called? Something, fuck. Oh, was it Getting Away with Murder? I don't remember what they played. But they played a song that I didn't want. I wanted to come out to Schizophrenic Psycho by um, Puddle of Mud. Don't ask why I wanted that song. I just thought it was a cool walkout song at the time. But they didn't. maybe they didn't have it, whatever. So I walk out to the wrong song, get in the cage, um, standing there waiting. Logan Sterling comes out to some badass rap song, and I'm just like, that's so cool, you know? And he's from Webster, right by Aberdeen there, and he's Logan Sterling. Like, everybody knows who he is. He's got, like, a huge following. Everybody's cheering for him. And he gets in the cage, and we're both standing across from each other doing the whole fucking bounce-around thing, ready to go. And at this point, I have one guy in my corner. Ryan Katsaya's coach is in my corner, and he's not saying anything. He really didn't say anything to me at all, you know. And uh, So we're standing there. They're doing announcements, you know what I mean? They're like, Dave Helmbrecht fighting out of ground forks, weighs in at 154 pounds. Fighting Logan Storley out of Webster, South Dakota, weighing in at 174 pounds. And I'm just standing there in the cage, and I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, oh, no, really? So this guy's got 20 pounds on me. He's wrestling. He's 16 years old, and his legs one of his legs has better wrestling than my whole body. You know what I'm saying? So uh, anyway, what can you do at this point? You're in the cage, and like, you can be like, wait a second, wait a second. He outweighs me. I don't want to do it. You know, and it's like, here we go, you know, and... So I'm thinking this guy's a wrestler. He's going to take me down or whatever. So I'm going to try to stand and, and hit him a little bit. And he comes out, and he's just throwing leg kicks. And he lands a couple. And I'm like, those hurt, you know? And I'm like, this guy's throwing kicks. Like, I thought he was just a wrestler. And he's, you know, obviously been working on his stand-up. And so he's throwing some kicks. We throw some punches. And i just not committing on my shots or nothing, you know what I mean? So, like, not that it matters or whatever. So I, I change levels. I take a shot on Logan Storley, right? So I shoot in on a double leg. And I'm actually in really deep. And I'm just trying to turn the corner. It was like shooting on a tree, man. Like he set his hips in. I couldn't move him. And he actually just steps right into me and puts me on my back, mounts me for a second. And then this is the one time, the second time, this is the first time I heard my coach of the two times the guy I had in my corner. Says, get your guard or pull guard, right? Get back to guard. And so... I shrimp out, get back to guard, and he just starts lacing me with ground and pound, just beating the fuck out of me, like picking me up, slamming me on the ground. I can hear the crowd going crazy, right? And they're three-minute rounds, so I'm down there getting pounded on, all of a sudden the round ends. Bam, okay, so I go over to my corner, and I don't think the guy even came in this time. The guy didn't come in the cage. I'm just talking to him through the cage, and he gives me a drink of water. and Just like I did right there. Could have paused it, but why would I do that, right? <laughs> again so he gives me a drink of water and he doesn't really say anything so I stand up and then we come out for round two uh round two I kind of start pushing him around a little bit I get him against the cage and uh he takes me down 
I'm on the bottom, and I, I think I got underhooks and shrimped out or did something. Well, I get his back, and I'm just riding his back or whatever, and I should have hit him way more. Like, he he was doing the proper defense. He grabs my wrist with uh, both of his hands and lifts it over his head to get it, you know, to save himself from the choke and all this other stuff. Well, I should have been pounding on his face with my left hand, but I didn't, and I don't know why I didn't. In a fight, shit happens, and you don't know why it happens, and whatever. So... Uh, and then I transitioned from his back into an arm bar and then the buzzer goes off. So I had a nasty arm bar. Not, I don't know if I'll finish it or not. Not talking shit, you know what I'm saying? But it did. that's how the second round ended, me having an arm bar on him. So third round comes out. I think we're both pretty exhausted at this point. We did a lot of cage clinching stuff and a little bit of punches here and there. I was so exhausted. Like everybody's like, everybody's screaming at me to hit him. Everybody's screaming at him to hit me. And it's just... It was chaos, and then I ended up losing a split decision, so which I'm fine with. You know, one of the judges gave it to me, and I don't know why. I know round two was mine, but round one and three were all him. So Logan, like I said, he fought. He's in Bellator now. Uh, he's eight and zero. A couple guys around here fought him. Dre from MAP and PMA fought him. Uh, Cody Lincoln, he's a brown belt on, down at ACA. He fought him, and the dude's a savage. He's tough. Um, and I think he's going to get better, and I'm excited to watch him. I'm a huge Logan Sterling fan. So, Logan, not that you'll ever listen to this. Maybe, maybe not. I'm a huge fan. Uh, what do we have going on here? So, <laughs> I got all over right there. I didn't even follow my notes. I just told the story, and which is good. I don't need to follow my notes all the time. I think I do best when I'm just talking and riffing on my own. So, uh, Jesus, I really did have a lot of notes about that. Passing forward. I had all the rounds broken down and everything. I didn't have to look at them, though, so it's all good. So let's get into fan questions, right? So I was away from the mic there for a second. If I have to go back and check it out, I will. I don't know what's going on. So fan question of the week comes from Brandon underscore to clerk. Um, good luck spelling his name. Brandon was a high school friend of mine. Uh, my memory of him, like, if I'm wrong, let me know. Like, if I, if I have the wrong memory of you or something, like, I've been hit a lot. I've been through a lot. Like, but for what I think of, me and Brandon go way back to Twin Brooks T-Ball. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure we played Twin Brooks T-Ball together. And Twin Brooks is this tiny little town with, like, 100 people uh, just outside of my, the town that I went to school at and stuff. And we played T-Ball together there. Growing up with Brandon, uh, I think we rode, I don't know if we rode bus together. I think we rode bus together for a while, too. Craziness. So long ago. Well, uh, Brandon brought up a thing, like, when we were in art class together, he said that I, I, told, I, talked, I told him about ECW, Extreme Championship Wrestling. And I'm not talking about the Extreme Championship Wrestling that Vince McMahon bought from Paul Heyman in 2006 or whatever. I'm talking, like, the shit that started from 1993 to, like, 2001. So... <laughs> I don't know if any of you guys watch, like we watched WWF or WCW back in the day. We did. I remember watching, you know, Macho Man and Hulk Hogan and The Ultimate Warrior. And every one night of the week it was on and all everybody would get in front of the TV and watch it. And it was like our thing. We liked wrestling. You know what I mean? Like I remember when Hulk Hogan went heel or went bad. I cried. You know what I mean? Like that was my hero. And then to see him as a bad guy joining the NWO. You know what I mean? Like. I don't follow wrestling anymore at all. You know what I mean? I know John Cena. I know Brock Lesnar goes over there. I know Ronda Rousey's over there right now or whatever. But I don't really follow the WWE or anything like that. I think it's cool. It's fun. You know what I mean? If you want to get into it, it's all you. I don't have the time. Like, there's so many episodes of that now. Like, they have how many, how many events a week do they have? A bunch. I know they have Raw and the SmackDown. They break, had to break it up. 
You know what I mean? Like the WWE, Vince McMahon has that shit on lockdown. And if you're into it, you're into it. But he wanted me to talk about this ECW. So er, mid 90s, I'm pretty sure I'm like maybe eighth grade, freshman in high school age. Dad comes in one night in the middle of the night and he wakes us up and he's like, you guys got to get out here and see this. And we're half asleep and we wander out in the living room and there is this wrestling on the TV and they are in like some rinky dink hockey rink place, probably like, I think it was like Philadelphia. And there's a crowd of like a thousand people, not even in it, but it was pretty packed. You know what I mean? With people and some of the craziest wrestling ever goes on like through the, the smashing guys through table kind of shit, but I'm talking like thumbtacks. There's a guy with a cane. I think it was the Sandman or whatever. This dude carried like a bamboo cane around, and he's like beating dudes with it. And I remember my brother even got one of those canes because he was like, I, I want to be like, you know, or whatever. So, and it was on like three in the morning on like some random fucking channel, some sports channel. And we, my dad would like, instead of waking us up after that, he would just record it on the, v, you know, throw a VHS in, hit record. And we'd watch them later. So we have all these old school ECW wrestling things. Well, I guess I told Brandon about it in art class. And I guess he, not. Nah, then he was hooked on it. So you know what I mean? Like it was, it's, you have to go back and go back in YouTube, just like early ECW days where there was like the Sandman, uh, Rob Van Dam, uh, Sabu, that dude like really actually broke his neck <laughs> in a match. You know what I mean? Like these dudes were crazy. Is it fake? Yes, it was fake, but they were putting their bodies through hell to just entertain. And they had a crazy ass announcer that would fucking scream and, oh my Lord. I remember those days. It's fun. I bet if I went to my dad's, I could find a bunch of those old recordings. But just YouTube it, you know what I mean, and and check it out. I know Mick Foley, like Mankind, was one of the you know one of the wrestlers there. And if you ever watch, remember watching some of his stuff, he did all his cage matches and the crazy stunts they do and the shit they put their body through. Yes, it's fake, man, but those guys beat the shit out of their bodies and they do it how many times? They do it like so many nights a year, like they're all, and they're always traveling and so like those dudes. Pfft, I don't know what they get paid, man, but I hope they get paid a lot because they beat the fuck out of their bodies, you know. And those guys in the ECW in the early days, those guys weren't getting paid anything to do that. But maybe it paid off, you know what I mean? Maybe, you know, they got to move on. And I know ECW was absorbed by WWE somehow. I think Paul Heyman sold it to them. I'm not sure. I researched it a little, and I didn't really want to, like, fill my brain with useless stuff, like ECW stuff. It's funny. Like, that stuff was... That stuff was insane. So go check it out on YouTube. That's all I got to say about it, I guess. Brandon, thank you for... The fan question, I really do appreciate it. If you can think of any more, let me know. Um, well, if I'm right on our memory of us, I'm pretty sure you played Twin Brooks T-ball with me. And my dad was a coach and stuff, and that was just good times, good times. So I wasn't going to do pet talk this week. I think I did a little bit. I talk about how they fucking distract me and how they, the dog drags the cat around the house and stuff. So there was something I wasn't going to talk about with pet talk, but now I can't even remember. And I did write down pet talk. You guys even want to hear about my pets anymore? I don't. So, all right. With that being said, I uh, I stuttered there for a second. So I think this is gonna be episode three. Um, I riffed and went on or whatever. I hope it makes sense. Like I said, you guys, I'm trying to do the best I can and put out the best content for you guys. And I know you guys are probably like, Dave, you sound great. Stop being a baby about it. But hey, man, I am my biggest critic, you know what I mean? Like, even as a welder, I've only been welding for three years, but like every time I put down a bead, I want it to be good and I want it to be 
not perfect, you know what I mean? But I just want, I strive to be the best that I can be. And I think that's what everybody should do, you know? And, and then, and then life throws you some shit like physical, like crap. Like I can't, there's nothing I can do about this. Like I wish there was some magic pill I could take and I could get my ass back to work and the pain could go away and there are magic pills that make the pain go away, but we don't need to fuck with that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I'm glad they don't give out painkillers like they used to, man. Like, I don't need that shit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm tough enough. I'll make it through the day, but it's it's not easy. And it's, like I said, I didn't want to talk about it. But uh, we'll end on that. You know what I mean? So Thursday, I meet with my surgeon, and I'll let you guys know how it goes. Uh, if they're leaning towards surgery or not, I don't know what's next. If it's not surgery, I don't know what else I can do. You know what I mean? Like, there's, I've, I've done tons of physical therapy. We've done shots. Uh I tried acupuncture and almost, oh, that was crazy. So I will let you guys know how the next stuff is turning out. If you guys are curious about it or not, please let me know. Feedback, please hit me up with some questions, something you guys want me to talk about. If you have a memory of me or a story about me or a story that I told you that you want me to tell on here, let me know. I'm full of them. Uh, so thank you guys for listening. I hope this shit made sense. I hope I wasn't all over the place. Still hating on myself, but hey, uh, I love you guys, and thank you guys for listening. Later.